have an army. We have a Hulk. Welcome to episode 113 of We Have a Hulk podcast, where we talk all things film, TV, and sometimes comic books. I'm your host, Nicola. And I'm your co-pilot, Christopher. And how are you doing today, then, Christopher? I'm all right, Nicola. We've got a kitten. Keeps bugging us. And, um, so I apologise to everyone <laughs> yes. in this episode for the interruptions. Indeed. But she's lovely, so um, I'm, that. Not, I'm not really yeah. complaining. You know. How <laughs> are you, true. Nicola? I'm okay, thank you. A little bit, I'm sorry for a bit raspy. We're getting used to kittens, yeah. so it's like... Uh, There's uh, that as well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're both slightly allergic, so there might be a bit of uh, wheezing. Yes. <laughs> Would be like the the uh, Wheezy from Toy Story Two. Okay, yeah, good. you know the penguin. Sure. Okay. I don't know. Sorry, <laughs> no, I don't know. Oh dear. Okay, so what we're going to be talking about in this week's episode, then, Chris? Right, we're going to be talking about. Break it down for me, stud. <laughs> Men in Black International. Mm-hmm. We're reviewing that. We got a review for Toy Story Four, which Nicholas saw and I did not because I am lazy. We got our interview with Umbrella Academy. Stars Tom Hopper and Emmy Raver-Lampman. Ooh. That's quite a, a mouthful, I'm afraid. Uh, which we recorded earlier in the year at MCM Birmingham. Mm-hmm. So that is available as a video on our YouTube if you want to go see that as well. We will have our winner of the X-Men bundle. Ooh. And new competition details, which will probably be some Toy Story pops, we think. Probably. But we'll, we'll work that out later. <laughs> yes. Go over to our Twitter and uh, follow us there, and you will see that when it arrives. Boom. Boom. Also, Hulk topics. You're breathtaking. No, you're breathtaking. <laughs> I'm sorry that this repeats so many times <laughs> no, in this no. episode, but it's good. Okay, Keanu Reeves. Indeed. We love your favourite Keanu Reeves moments. Thank yes. you very much. Okay, so let's kick things off with At Home with the Hawks. What we've been doing, watching, and reading the past couple of weeks, then, Chris? Right, we got Kitten, didn't we? We've already discussed it. We have slightly. already discussed this, yes. Um, so, yeah, latest member of the Hawks. Her name is Selena Lily. Uh, Austin Ray. Lily, in brackets, <laughs> Austin Ray. <laughs> yeah. so. But we just call her Lily. I mean, her birth, like the passports, uh, the, the breeding records, or whatever it was, yeah. uh, was Selena. Which we liked, I like but Selena. I like nice. Lily more. So Lily just yeah. seems to work better. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit easier to say. But it's yes. like one syllable less. So. We went and picked her up on Friday. Uh, she's Russian blue, kitten. Yes. Uh, she's four months old. Four months-ish, yeah, four yeah. and a half months. Somewhere. And completely bonkers, very clumsy. <laughs> very clumsy. <laughs> Has knocked lots of things over. But very affectionate. Very affectionate. Nice. Super um, cute. Thrown up a couple of times on our rug already. Once, so. but yes. Well, there were there were three patches. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Too much information, but okay. TMI. Yes. Good. Uh, but yeah, super cute. She loves blankets. She loves. Yeah, Nick has got this really furry blanket. It's like the teddy throw from and she dinner. She just needs it all day long. Yeah, she, she loves it. So it's great. cute. So last night she kind of spent time on my lap with the blanket, and then yeah. she go over to Chris. With uh, the blanket. I had a blanket on my lap as well. Yeah. So she'd be kind of between our laps. <laughs> yeah. That was really cute. It was very cute. Anyway, enough cat talk. I went down to watch Toy Story 4. Indeed. Screening at the Soho Hotel, which was pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yes, this was quite early, so I didn't want to go. Very crazy early. So I think it was at half eight in the morning. Who does that? Why? <laughs> I mean, yeah. But it's Disney. So I was like, yeah, of course. <laughs> if we were in London, it would be. It would be fine. Easier. Yeah. But, not, so. but I got the 710. Which was cancelled, uh, so that was interesting. So, so watch this. 
Yes. Getting up early, more stress, <laughs> trains. Yes. But we made it, so that's all that matters. Woo! Woo! And it was a good <laughs> film, so that, there's that. Cool, I'll watch it at some point. Yeah. We also saw Yesterday. We in did. The screening. What did you, let's talk about Yesterday a little bit. Very okay. I was very bored. I'm sorry. I thought I would like this film. I mean, mm. it's kind of an intriguing premise, I think. Yeah, I think it, the premise is interesting as a kind of sci-fi yeah. idea. But it's not, this film isn't sci-fi. No. This is like a rom-com. rom-com. But without the comedy. Yeah. Is it, is it comedy in terms of it's comedy because it's not a tragedy? <laughs> Maybe. Because it's not very funny. <laughs> no. I don't know what you'd call just a romantic film. It's just a romantic film. I don't know. Anyway, I didn't think the, the, the idea was that interesting to begin with. And then okay. the story is just kind of a, your average kind of rom-com-y type yeah. thing. And it's, yeah, it didn't really grab me that much. I mean, there it. were interesting things because it was a Danny Boy film. Danny Boyle film okay. so there were interesting sort of camera angles and things yeah. but other than that it just felt very British and very mm. average which was a shame it's they could have done quite a lot with the sort of concept but yeah it felt but, overall kind of a bit of an advert for like Ed Sheeran and Latitude Festival right? <laughs> yeah I mean I don't think I think the concept is interesting but this film didn't need that concept it could have worked without having that at all Okay. It wasn't that wasn't the focus of the film, and it was kind of just throw yeah, away. Even. True, it was sort of about you know, will he or won't he get with this girl? Yeah, ultimately. Mm. So yes, not <laughs> yes. high praise, but it was alright. Yeah, it was alright. Yeah, okay. <laughs> true. Kind of reminded me of the Big Sick for some reason. Some okay. Kind of. Okay. <laughs> sure. It kind of reminded me of Russell Brand though. I don't know if you got that vibe. Uh, no. No. Okay. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Next. Okay. Uh, we visited my parents for Father's Day weekend. We did. Yes, he's recovering from well from his surgery, so Good. we just hung out there and you know he's just taking it easy for a few weeks. I nearly finished the girl with the dragon tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> Which... And you have since finished it. I have not. I you have a few pages. No, uh... I was so tired last night. I was like, I can't physically read yeah, it. Yeah. So you right at the end, I assumed you would have finished it. <laughs> no. Okay. My time. eyes were okay. going. And I built my deck. You did in the so, garden. In the garden. Finishing, finishing with the borders now. So it's looking <laughs> good. I'm, I'm quite happy with it. So there. Good. Watching. Yes. So should we start with films? Indeed. So we watched Men in Black, the first Men in Black, didn't we? With your parents. We did. And we uh, went down. Yeah, I don't think we, we've watched it quite recently, haven't we? If I remember we rightly. It sometime last year or something. Yeah. yeah, but it's such a good film, isn't it? It's a great film. I love it. It's uh. It's just one of those really iconic films that I kind of remember from my childhood and everything. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, brilliant. So yeah. I enjoyed watching that again. Mm-hmm. It's timeless, really. <laughs> True. Timeless. Uh, so we watched that in preparation for Men in Black International. Indeed. Yep. Which we saw also. We did. we will be reviewing this episode. <laughs> yes. Also um, watched Toy Story 4 that we've mentioned. Indeed. And yesterday that we've mentioned. Yes. So. <laughs> okay. But TV. We've watched quite a lot of TV lately, haven't we? TV, indeed. Years and years. Yeah. So this was put onto us by... Get Your Comic Con. Yeah. Yeah. First episode, I was a bit unsure. Like, the the characters, the dialogue and stuff, I wasn't super into it. And plus, it was quite... Came across quite dark and... Yeah. I wasn't quite sure what was... Like, whether I liked it or not. Mm. You know? And we... Then there was a little bit of a break, wasn't there, from the (laughs) first episode to the next one. Shall we? I don't know. Ooh. And then from the second (laughs) to the last, we just kind of binged it because (laughs) it it, it is a really good show. It's very uh, gripping, isn't it? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I love love the way that it skips ahead in time. It gives you... The last show that I remember doing that was um, Six Feet Under. 
Okay. Like right at the end, they skip ahead in time to show yeah. you how all the characters die. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because it's about it's <laughs> death. About, uh, they were yeah, at a funeral. Thing. A, yeah, yeah, funeral home, and so death is like the main concept of the show, I guess. So, yeah. But that was really interesting. So yeah, it's just really kind of harrowing because you feel like this could actually happen. Yes, something like this. Yeah, it's very sort of Black Mirror esque, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like there's in sort of sense, yeah. the technical side of things, well, technology and that advancement, but also what's human happening nature. with the world, like politics. Yeah, mm. and the ability for yeah human nature, the ability for us to just kind of ignore what's going on in the world. Basically. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like an island gets nuked and everyone just goes on with their lives. You know? Yeah. What's what's going on? <laughs> uh, what else happens? People end up in concentration camps and stuff. Yes. And people just kind of ignore it. And, you know, it's it's a sad, it's a sad state of affairs. But, um, yeah, it's a really interesting show. I would highly recommend it. Yeah. So that was Russell T. Davis, wasn't it, who wrote that? Uh-huh. Uh, very British cast, very good cast. Emma Thompson cast, uh, yeah. was a uh, awful politician. <laughs> yes, Vivian Rook, was it? Yes. Like that. Really interesting. And that's BBC, so you, all the episodes are out on iPlayer. Okay, next up. Next up, Jessica Jones Season 3. Yep. I think we're five or six episodes into it now, aren't we? Yeah, sort of halfway through Yeah, well, I've kind of been half-watching this. Hmm. It's okay. <laughs> I'm quite enjoy- I don't mind it, actually. Okay. I'm, I'm on board. I think this season's gone back to basics a little bit and um it, it works quite nicely for me I, I i'm enjoying it so you know but it's not gonna it's not gonna be another one <laughs> different is there strokes so, for different folks yeah, yeah. Or whatever yeah so yeah. you know uh hands made so it's back yeah episode we just watched episode two Ooh. it's still intense still intense <laughs> still makes me angry when i watch it Yes, a little bit less so this season, maybe because there's things happening. But she kind of willingly chose to be there mm, in a way. So in a way, yeah. Mm. But it's still kind of yeah awful. <laughs> yes, yeah, in a good way. I like it. Uh, we finished what we did in the shadows. Oh, so funny! Just so so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I, I think it's grown on me quite a bit since the start. I think there is a certain amount of time you need to get used to the characters and stuff <laughs> yeah. and used to their humour. But yeah, I really like them. I really like Nandor and I really like, uh, what's her name? The uh, lady one. Gregor! <laughs> Gregor. That's nice. Yeah. It's not her name, but, but yeah, I forget yeah. her name, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really good. And I liked that they had the uh, the um, cast from the film come into it. Yes, in that the, was little cameos. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was like a legal episode. What was some sort of trial a trial yes trial. sorry no, it was a trial <laughs> and that they all came in as like the high ah, i know what i'm saying anyway that was really good looking forward Very to more of that. i think how many ep- there weren't that many episodes were they because they put them no. on two at once okay well two two on there were two on a sunday and straight after each other so i think that we went through it quite quickly yeah but yeah sure. all out on iplayer too indeed so lots of iplayer at the moment yeah. if you're in the uk also, Killing Eve. Sorry, can I just quickly talk about that? Because that's also on iPlayer. Mm. Uh, yeah, Killing Eve season two. I have to try and squeeze this in because Chris hasn't still hasn't watched season one. Yeah, I know. Which I need he to needs that. to do. Um, but it's great because people at work watch it. And then I uh, I went in one day and was like, <gasps> I finally <laughs> finished it. And she was like, oh my gosh. And then I went like, what did you think? It was so good, wasn't it? <laughs> so yeah. Nicholas waving around. Right? I am, sorry. <laughs> She's very emotive. Um, it was, uh... Yes, a very big cliffhanger uh, at the end of season okay. two. Mm. Okay. That's all I'm saying. But yes, very good. Villanelle, the lady who plays Villanelle is still just fantastic. And I still can't get over the fact that she's actually got a Liverpool accent. 
Because mm. she, obviously she plays like a Russian assassin. Right, right, right. Yeah. And she, she just switches different accents so well. It's actually insane. Like cool. she does an American one. She does an English one. But I don't know what it is about her character, but she's just so cool. And I'm like, she's like a psychopath and an assassin, <laughs> but she's just amazing. Mm. Very strange. There was... um. There was this one scene. I think she was in Amsterdam, if I remember rightly. Um, she was kind of at a cafe drinking some tea. And then this woman came up to her and was like, can I take a photo of you for my Instagram sort of thing? Sure. And she went, no, don't be so pathetic. It's <laughs> 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 just really funny. Nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw a little bit of it on Gogglebox, didn't I? Yes. But other than that, I haven't seen much at all. So. Mm. Okay. Um, the other thing that we watched on TV was called <laughs> Big Dreams, Small Spaces, and it's yes. a gardening show. With Monty with Don. Monty Don. <laughs> yes. So maybe we're pathetic, but I enjoy <laughs> it. <laughs> I think it's fun. It's just really nice to watch, to just chill out, it's if nice. that makes sense. Yeah, it's yeah, just it's, a nice... It's quite charming. Yeah. And... Well, we used to watch this um, Tiny House documentary, didn't we, yeah, yeah. on Netflix? And it was like one of those, if you liked this, you'll like that sort of suggestions. Sure, and I was yeah, like, sure. okay, why not? Sure, sure. Oh, this is nice. This is very British. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Garden flowers. It's well made. It's well shot and everything. Yeah. They do it. Yeah, it's, I like it. It's good. Yeah. Don't judge us. Don't judge us. <laughs> okay, listening. Listening, we listen to Lerd's Chatting's latest. Lerd's like Chatting. Lerd's Chatting. <laughs> yes. Lerd's Chatting's latest, which was sort of an extended nerd scene, I believe. I'm slurring my words and for news. some reason. But yeah, it was really good to hear them back again, wasn't it? It's been ages since they did a podcast. So welcome back. Welcome back, guys. We've missed you. Missed you. <laughs> yes. Uh, also, I also listen to um, Get Your Comic Cons podcast. Cool. Catching up. It's funny at the beginning um, they started a new tradition, a new tradition <laughs> where Neil says to Martin, "Say hi, Martin," and then Martin goes, "Hi, Martin." <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah, Good. Funny. Um, and I've also been listening to the Pilot TV podcast quite a lot. I'm mm. really quite enjoying that. We were listening to that in the car when we got the uh, the kitten. We were. I feel like someone was chewing again. Oh, no. I don't know. Oh, no, it's maybe just... <laughs> That's like etiquette, podcast etiquette. Do not eat or go. <laughs> I don't know if it was chewing or if it's... Because I mean, sometimes ours, you can tell, you can hear like mouth noises, even though we're not chewing something. <laughs> well, it's like when you eat smack sometimes. Like that. Yeah. It's kind of hard to not do that. Yeah, and it's yeah. really hard to try and edit it out. So, it's sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's in there. If it's in there, it's in there. Indeed. Um, we've also got Jack and the Geeks dot queued. Yes. Yeah, because they are doing an episode on Game of Thrones. Mm. And it'll be very interesting to hear their thoughts because I know Sammy's very opinionated when it comes to yeah. this kind of thing. So, intriguing. Yes. yes. Also playing. I just got um, Crash Team Racing. Virtual <laughs> you Field. did. I'm excited to play that tonight. I'm excited, yeah, but that, that's another thing that I really remember from my childhood, playing CTR on the PlayStation 1, like the original PlayStation. Yeah. So good. Oh. So good. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. Cool. On to the reviews. On to the reviews. Welcome to MIB. Move it, I'll lose it. You will be with Agent Peach, one of the best ever to wear this suit. Ah! Catching up on my daily meditation. Time for lunch, I think. Are you hungry? It's 9.30. Perfect. Tuesday's taco day. So, Men in Black International was released in UK summers on, on the 14th of June. Directed by F. Gary Gray, the synopsis is The Men in Black have always protected the Earth from the scum of the universe. In this new adventure, they tackle the, their biggest threat to date, a mole in the Men in Black organisation. So, Chris, what were your initial thoughts going in and out of the film? Right, going in, I was initially hopeful 
But then I <laughs> saw the like embargo timings and mm. the Rotten Tomatoes score and all of the things. <laughs> so I knew that it wasn't going to do well. Ultimately, pretty low expectations there. Okay. Yeah. But coming out, I I don't know. Maybe it's partially because of my low expectations, but I really enjoyed it. I, thought, <laughs> what? I had a lot of fun in this movie. Um, I thought it had really good visuals, you know, a decent story, and it captured the feeling of the first movie quite well. I thought better than the other se- sequels have done. Yeah, I just felt like they lifted quite a lot of the shots out of the first movie. I think they were trying to try, okay. try to emulate capture, it. Yeah, you know, trying to capture that feeling, which I like. Um, I don't think it's an easy thing to do. Otherwise, you'd just be able to make hit after hit, wouldn't mm. you? But I think they, they did pretty well. And yes, I haven't read any reviews yet. So uh, we'll see how wrong I am <laughs> okay. later. What about you? Yes. Uh, so exactly the same as you. I read the awful ratings for this and saw the really bad Rotten Tomato score and was like, oh. <laughs> That's our kitten. One second. <laughs> and we're back. So she uh, she's in the bathroom. Um, chasing a fly and knocked <laughs> yes. over a reed diffuser into the sink. So mm, good times. Please continue. Okay, yes, uh, I don't really know what I said, but otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> uh, same as you. Went in with really low expectations, uh, and then came out thought it was okay. Okay, yeah. bit predictable. I mean, there were a couple of times we turned around to each other and we were like, "Wow." Sort of thing, and they were like, "Oh, it's true." And I thought there was some awfully written dialogue at times. Yeah, there was a bit of that. But what saved the film for me was Pawnee. I really love Pawnee. I, I thought it was a I great character. <laughs> it's always dangerous with those types of characters, isn't it? It's, it can go either way, yes, and I'm sure a lot yeah. of people hated him. Mm. But uh, I thought it was good. Yeah. Enjoyed him. Okay, so... St- characters. Characters. Personally, I thought Chris Hemsworth was really annoying in this. Normally, I love Chris Hemsworth, and I know it was the character. Yeah, yeah, it was the character. But right? what an <laughs> annoying arsehole. So he's saying Agent H. Was, yes. Uh, yeah, it didn't seem like the right kind of person to be in Men in Black. No. But I think they kind of explained that through the story a little bit, maybe. Mm. A good enough job, but maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I agree. Uh, and yeah, I didn't feel like his performance was amazing, probably because of bad dialogue in certain places. But you know, I'm a fan, so. Yeah. Was, I mean, you got to love a bit of right. yeah. <laughs> Same with Tess Thompson, really, for yeah. me. I, enjoy- I enjoyed her. I think performance wasn't amazing, again, mm. probably due to bad dialogue, again. But <laughs> yeah. uh, I-, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I really liked her relationship with Pawnee. I thought that was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, so cool. that was great. Was yeah. Cool. Yeah. Tess Thompson was good. I. It's hard because I think they've tried to emulate the whole. Ragnarok thing and it's not mm. the same characters and they're not as well developed and stuff so yeah, it's, it's, like it's difficult tried to merge Men in Black with Ragnarok yeah. almost mm. the chemistry's still there but it's yeah. not you know it's not quite the same yeah. is it but otherwise um, as I said best character was Pawnee <laughs> so yes. that was Kamal, Kamal uh, from the Big Thick uh, which Who's is really something funny. that I was thinking about when oh, we were watching really? that film yesterday that other film yesterday. Yesterday. Oh, yesterday. yesterday. Okay. <laughs> Thought you meant literally <laughs> oh, yesterday. <laughs> but for um, me, I think I was a bit disappointed that there wasn't enough Emma Thompson or Liam Hen- Liam Nem- well, Liam Hold on, Neeson. let me talk about Pawnee. For oh, a okay. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I thought it was a fun alien thing. Mm. And I thought there were some other fun alien things as well. So I just okay. want to point out that there were some alien characters in there which I thought were fun. Yes. Fun, fun, fun. Or fun, 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 fun. Which I think is a big part of Men Black. Yes. But, you know. Yes, please continue with your <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> explanations of the characters. Okay. Uh, so yes, uh, Emma Thompson. Uh, I feel like she kind of just kind of phoned this one in, in a way. Really? I thought she was all right in it. I thought she, she was good, but yeah. she was only in like, what, two scenes maybe? I don't Tops? think that's her fault. No, I know. 
But I'm um, like, ugh, it's Emma Thompson. She's got to be in it more. She's, she's also great. in Years and Years, which she we is. just watched. Maybe there, there was like a clash of schedules. I don't know. Maybe. It's just interesting to see two women in power positions that are quite different. Did you think that? I don't know mm. if I maybe that was just me. But yeah, that was good. That was good. Uh, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Yeah, I thought it was good stuff. It's alright. <laughs> good stuff. Okay. Liam Neeson. Yeah. Uh, who else? Ralph Sports. I can never say his name. Yeah, I like that they had a few potential kind of antagonists in yes. it. It wasn't straight up just oh, here's, here's the bad guy kind of mm. thing. It was like oh, it could be this guy. It could be this guy. Ooh. I mean, it turned out pretty obvious who it was, but uh, you know there were some options, so that was good. Yeah. So story. Kids running around. <laughs> okay, story, yes. I thought it was a fun story. This is the word that's <laughs> okay, coming up quite like a lot. I feel like it's fun, fun, fun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, it was similar in a lot of ways to the first, which is good in my book because they're trying to emulate that success that the first one had. It was just a very, it came out of nowhere, Men in Black didn't it really like the first film. And yeah. It was really successful and it's how do you kind of continue that success? And I don't think it's that easy just to understand the formula that made it so successful. But I feel like they managed to get a lot of that stuff in there some of the similar things hello <laughs> some of the similar plot points like they had the same kind of item slash artifact thing that had to be found or protected mm. in the first film dangerous alien races threatening to destroy the earth uh, <laughs> uh large alien boss battle that kind of thing you know yeah. it was, it was, they had a lot of the similar kind of stuff Formula. in there yeah i enjoyed the extra stuff that was involving oh high t c and all that stuff the kind of internal struggle thing and how they kind of brought that out into the different regions as well so it wasn't just in manhattan it was like worldwide yes it? yeah Which it was, was a cool. bit more of a global sort of yeah, scale wasn't it that was yeah cool. yeah but i did i miss something so the villains it was the hive the hive did yeah. they really ex- uh, has it been in men in black before i don't think so well, no. at least not in the films as far as no. i know it might have been in the comic <laughs> Yeah, I don't feel like they really explained that very well, did they? Well, they they said all they needed to say. Like, the hive is this thing that just consumes and destroys. Okay. So there you go. That's <laughs> full stop. It kind of covers, <laughs> yeah. it, kind of covers it. Okay. Know? Yeah. Are you, I know you're saying it's fun and everything, but I kind of, when I came out of it, I was like, what actually happened? Yeah. It's a bit of an <laughs> unmemorable story. It's kind of just kind of... I must admit, I had to go, I had to th- kind of think about it and re- re- kind of... <laughs> Recreate it, yeah. Recreate it. Yeah, rethink. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Um, so continue. visual effects and soundtrack. Yes. Yeah, I like that. There was more travel in this one. There was more locations, uh, other than just Manhattan and backwards America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be an interesting podcast. I apologize, guys. <laughs> Lily, come over here. Got a wet tail. You be up to. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. So they had Paris, London branches, etc. They kept going to Morocco, and they said it was Morocco Mar- every time. Yeah, Marrakesh. Just in case you forgot so, the first yeah, time. Just, just, just <laughs> come on, you know, sometimes you forget these things. Yeah, okay. I love all the gun designs that really reminded me of the yes. original fun alien designs. Fun. I think I might have mentioned that. <laughs> there was a bit where they were. Um, there was a bit at the start where they were kind of pulling out the different parts of the car. And there were guns, like the yeah. wind mirror was a gun. And yeah, cool. it was kind of cool. Yeah. I did that. I quite enjoyed that. And it was similar to the car in the first one. Yes. But like a little bit updated and stuff, which is cool. Yeah. And yeah, I was talking about it before, but like there's a lot of shots that are straight uplifted from the first movie. Mm-hmm. And I think they did that because they look great and they work really well in the movie in, yeah. in that context. So like it had a very similar intro to, for example, like in the original, they had the bug and yeah, the camera was like flying true. around and this, they had the camera like flying around and stuff. <laughs> it, there was a lot. And like when the car came up and parked very suddenly and you had the camera. Mm. Like, yeah, I don't know. Just, it looked good. It looked good to me. 
I thought it was good looking movie. Okay. 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 okay? I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Like you, the only things I've really put down are did like all the aliens and the tech and the cars. Sure. I thought that was pretty good. But some of the VFX was pretty bad on some of the aliens. Do you think so? Yeah. On, on the whole, it was good. But some of them, I was like, oh, you're an alien. <laughs> you know? <laughs> are you not supposed to know? <laughs> I hmm. don't know. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Uh, the guy with the big bulgy eyes. Yeah. The, um, the one that was supposed to be H's friend or whatever mm. that he was supposed to be looking after. He looked a bit obviously mm. CGI and stuff. But I don't know. I think I think sometimes it looks fine because they're less human, so you get less of that kind of uh, uncanny valley uncanny it, valley yeah. syndrome. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> should we rate the film? Let's rate the film. Do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. Uh, like half a thumb half to a one thumb. thumb to one thumb. Yes. Cool. So that will probably be like what two stars. <laughs> two and a half maybe two and a half well, okay say, i don't know for me it depends the star system is weird like, mm. how do you how, what is stars is one like a negative thing or is it i don't know anyway i really enjoyed it i'd give it one thumbs up because um it wasn't perfect and there were some issues with dialogue and stuff and it was covering a lot of old ground but ultimately i think i'd watch it again so yeah and i'd okay. recommend you know if it's a fun movie and i'd say if you liked the first give it a go you know yeah okay what about you? Would you recommend it? Did you did you say that? I mean, it was okay. I don't know if I'd pay. I'd, I'd watch it if it was on Netflix again. I yeah, think. maybe that's that's kind yeah. of okay. <laughs> like I wouldn't see yeah. it in the cinema again. True. But uh, yeah. Okay. Next. Buddy, why am I alive? <gasps> you are a toy. You belong to Bonnie. These are your friends. Woody, I have a question. Um, well, actually, not just one. I have all the questions. So Disney and Pixar's Toy Story 4 was released in UK cinemas on the 21st of June. Directed by Josh Cooley, the synopsis of the film is when a new toy called Forky joins Woody and the gang, a road trip alongside older new friends reveal how big the world can be for a toy. What are your initial thoughts then, going in coming out? Okay, well, it's been nine years since Toy Story 3, and for me, Toy Story 3 ended so perfectly. Okay. Because it... it they passed on the toys. Okay, right, spoiler. Right. Sorry, yeah. you probably should have seen that. <laughs> but yeah, they passed on the toys from Andy to Bonnie. Yeah, and it was that. like yeah. the most fitting ending ever. And yeah, I kind of feel like we didn't need another four. And we didn't need another Toy Story. <laughs> we didn't yeah. need another four. And um, it just kind of, oh, like when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, it's just a bit of a kind of cash cow sort of thing. Mm. But I don't know. I mean, coming out of it, they've obviously put so much love and attention and care into the film. And it was it was so so funny. I couldn't stop laughing most of it. And and okay. obviously there was that you know Toy Story heart to it too. And just I mean you could cry at the beginning and then cry at the end. Very very tender and touching. But it kind of felt like an extended short to me. Like it didn't really okay. fit into the sort of trilogy. Okay, so quite just a quite basic storyline. Yeah, a bit of a standalone right. thing. Okay. I don't know whether they're going to do any more of them. Just leaving it open, I guess, aren't they? Yeah, I guess so. Hmm. Fair play. Yeah. So the story was, uh, basically, there's a new character called Forky, who is a spork. Yes. <laughs> who is quite amusing. So a um, little bit of backstory. So they're, they're with Bonnie now. Yes. Uh, you know, Woody was like Andy's favourite toy. Yeah. And he was like the leader of everyone. Well, Woody's kind of being left in, in the cupboard. Uh -oh. and he's not like favorite toy anymore so he's having a bit of a sort of purpose but what is my purpose sort of thing 
And then Forky comes along when she's at kindergarten. She makes Forky to kind of... She's feeling a bit scared because it's her first day at kindergarten. Right. And, and he's trash. He's just a he's fork. Trash. He's yeah. a spork. He's a spork with um, pipe cleaners and googly eyes and things. <laughs> yeah. It looks crazy. I think maybe someone from the design team just let their kid draw something. It does. It, yeah, <laughs> it, it looks, looks like, like that, a kid's doesn't it? drawing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, Forky comes alive and... Uh, he's like having an existential crisis because he's made out of trash yeah. but he's supposed to be a toy so he just keeps running to go into the trash <laughs> <laughs> and that's all he says like trash so Woody kind of sees it has his purpose to look after Forky because Forky is Bonnie's favourite toy right so yes but obviously they go on a road trip it's Toy Story <laughs> a toy gets left behind of course of course and uh, yeah so it's basically involves a carnival um like a carnival theme park thing and this really creepy antique store so you got Bo Peep comes back and there's a whole load of new characters as well so it's it's kind of a mix of new and old which is kind of interesting hmm yeah so performances obviously everyone was fantastic all the voice acting (laughs) all the voice acting was fantastic I mean I think for me I think the highlights were I mean Bo Peep had to be up there she was fantastic she's now that kind of action girl sort of thing she's not like this Bo Peep anymore she like takes care of everyone she's like not a lost toy she's like an independent toy so she goes to different places to kind of she doesn't need a kid sort of thing and okay very good with the cane she's like G.I. Peep yeah kind of thing (laughs) Uh, so yeah Annie Potts' Bo Peep was absolutely fantastic she was like really kick-ass compared to what she used to be I thought she was great. Um, there were some amazing new additions. So obviously Forky, played by Tony Hale, was pretty funny. Uh, not one of the best for me. Uh, I think for me, I really liked Ducky and, Ducky and Bunny. So that was Keegan-Michael Key and Jordan Peele. So I don't know if you've seen them. So they were the fairground. Um, you know when you win prizes? Yeah. So they were the fluffy bunny and the fluffy yeah. duck. And they were so funny. Like they'd um they'd play out these scenarios of different ways they could kind of get keys from things. They were like, how do we get a key from this lady? kind of thing. And they were like, so we could either do it this way and then they'd like play out. <laughs> Right, or they like could do it that way. Yeah, yeah. But, but like the penguins in Madagascar or something. Exactly. Yeah. They were very sadistic, though. <laughs> really? <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good, yeah. Yeah, so they were good. Um, but obviously, I think the main attraction is Keanu Reeves and Duke Kaboom. <laughs> yes. So Duke Kaboom is absolutely hilarious. So he's this, um, he's like Canada's version of, uh, what's it, Evil Knievel. Yeah, yeah. So his, his kind of backstory was he was a big sort of toy in canada and obviously the adverts were saying he could you roll him back a couple of times and he'd go and jump this kind of set thing sure and he never lived up to the adverts so (laughs) his kid threw him out and he was like no so yeah yeah. (laughs) so he had to deal with the you know all these memories of not living up to potential and things (laughs) it was really sad but it was so funny funny. (laughs) Um, but they had all of these amazing characters but the main thing that kind of not irked me but for me growing up with toy story and stuff it was all always about woody buzz jesse and they were kind of almost sidelined in a way okay there was this weird sort of storyline with buzz finding his inner voice 
But everyone else, like, they were just, like, confined to the RV and they had to kind of help from the RV. You're like, mm. oh, it was a bit of a shame. Yeah, I guess it's kind of a product of its time, isn't it? Like, yeah. those were the kind of toys a kid of that era would have had, maybe. Mm. Whereas now they've all got, like, I don't know, spaceships and stuff, right? True. So, I don't know. I don't know what kids <laughs> yeah. have now. But, um, yeah, I would imagine it would change over time True. to some degree. So, you would expect the toys to change. Yes. Maybe. <laughs> uh, but moving on to VFX super quickly. Pixar is fantastic. They yeah. obviously put so much love and attention into their films. And you could, I mean, even look at the poster, there were like scuffs on Buzz Lightyear's, like different plastic bits. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and there was a cat that was just so well rendered and it just, you could see all the different bits of fur on it. I love the it textures and, and the lighting yeah. they put into it. They really think about the lighting sources and, and backlighting and stuff. It yeah. looks really cool. So yeah, it was fantastic. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Good. All right. So. Rating. Quickly rating this. Um, it's. I found it really, really hard. I had to kind of look at it as its own sort of film. Right. Kind of take it away from the trilogy because it's sort of its own thing. And in one respect, I can hardly fault it because it's, it's really funny. It's really heartwarming. It's a great sort of action, almost love story sort of thing. So I'd probably, I've, I've rated it four stars on the website. But yeah, it's difficult because we don't really need it. Mm. So. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. But then again, know. do we really need any films? <laughs> I feel like I'll probably wait till it's Netflix or something yeah. till I watch it. Okay. But yeah, so yeah. But yeah, if you love Toy Story, then you're obviously going to love this. So. Cool. Cool. Okay, next, next film. So this week's interview is with Emmy Raver-Lampman and Tom Hopper, who did this interview at MCM Birmingham earlier in the year. They discuss Umbrella Academy, season one, and uh, discuss whether they're getting a season two, which I don't know if that's happening. They are, they yes. Are. Woohoo. <laughs> I think they've just started filming on it, because I think on Twitter, they uh, you know they had some scripts going around uh, with Emmy, yeah, yeah, so I that was that pretty actually. cool. Yeah, Very yeah. excited for this. I thought it was such a good first season. Yes, looking forward to more. Yes, and such a cliffhanger as well. Ooh. So yeah, they discuss a couple of things about Umbrella Academy, what their favourite scenes were, what it's like being at Comic-Con. I think it was Emmy's first one, if I remember rightly. And they also talk about, I think, Hamilton at one point, because she was actually in Hamilton, sure. which is kind of intriguing. Sure. But yeah, super down-to-earth guys, right? They were so nice. It was great, yeah, yeah. And if you want to watch this one, we recorded it on camera. We did. Camera. <laughs> Pardon! So you can go see that on our YouTube channel that yeah. has been up for some time. See, yeah. See, hope you enjoy. Enjoy. Cool. Is it just, yeah. just photos or? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Was that it? Great. Thank you guys. Have a good one. Yeah, very good. Everyone's too polite to get going. Yeah, yeah. somebody's got to start. Please ask a question. Are you ask enjoying me. yourself today? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you should probably ask her because it's like Emmy's first Comic yeah. thing. So. Yeah. Because yeah. Netflix sent us to Brazil mm. and to New York, but it was very, it was a very cultivated like sneak us in the back. We do a Q and A, and then we sneak out, and we didn't really just spend any time on the floor and like interact with, with any of the people there. Yeah. So it's been really awesome, really, really awesome to just be in the middle of it and you know see all the cosplay and. Yeah, it's and great. It's everyone's... great to see some Umbrella Academy cosplay because. Yeah. Uh, I've not really seen anyone I've done these things before. Yes. Um, you, there might be the odd one hanging around, but there's been so many today mm-hmm. now the show's out. Um, and it's great to see, you know, like what the different takes are on the characters. The Klaus uh, umbrellas I've seen. Yeah, yeah, there's a few Klauses. Yeah, there's there's quite a lot a of white classes. violins, a yeah. lot of number fives. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Yeah, it's so Are you cool. surprised by the show's, um, sort of, well, the show's success, but how fast it's grown? 
It has yeah. grown very fast, yeah. I, mean, I think it's, it's a thing you always hope for. Like, yeah, you know, I don't think you set out to do any project being like, you guys, this is it. This is going to be so big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think you hope that, you know, we had such a great time sh- working on it and, and shooting it. And I think we just, and knowing that it's coming from the comics, wanting to, like, make the fan base that it already exists proud and, and hope that they, they understand and see, you know, the way, the, the version that is now on their televisions yeah. and like it as much as we enjoyed it. So I, but I definitely am shocked. I did not think it was, you know, we have no idea cause Netflix holds all their numbers really close. Mm. Um, but it sounds like they are very excited and have been. Um, so, and it's great to see the response from the fans, you know, yeah. like that, I think that's a good telling sign, you know, when, cause until I turn up here today, you kind of get an idea that the show's doing well, a bit of online chat and stuff and people, calling you up and going oh what's the show man it's great you know that sort of thing well, just um, like that. yeah, yeah exactly like that I've got a friend he's a bit stupid too making fun uh, of you <laughs> <laughs> my face was getting ready I need to stop making faces when there's that many cameras around um, but don't. yeah you get it's, it's great to see the response from from the people you know and uh, seeing how excited they are about it which is great because we got so excited about it yeah. so it's great has it been a big response to the dance scene the, uh, I think we're alone. Which one? Oh, I think we're alone now. Yeah. Think, oh, God, yeah, That's yeah. a lot of people's favorite. Yeah. I think it comes yeah. at the perfect time in the pilot because it's, it's so yeah. heavy and it's so dense and it's, like, really methodical and slow and everyone, you're unpacking yeah. these characters and it kind of comes at a moment where you're like, oh, God, I need a break from yeah. all the drama. And I think it's also, like, it's a great sort of indicator of... The style what, of the yeah, show. Yeah, the style of the mm-hmm. show that you'd never really know what's coming and there's a quirkiness to it yeah. that is unexpected mm-hmm. and that sort of carries on all the way through the show. So yeah, the, the response has been brilliant for that. Yeah. yeah, and we had a great time doing it. <laughs> Too much fun. I know. How, how hands on were the creators? Because on shows like American Gods, yeah. and Good Omens, Neil Gaiman is very much part of the show running now. Yeah, I wonder because obviously this was the baby of a, a Gabrielle Barr and a Gerald. Yeah, Ray. yeah. I'm wondering whether they were. Um, that's a long-winded question. No, no, how no. How much involvement <laughs> were they allowed to have on a on a series of this nature yeah. well the, the thing is with those two those two are the creators of the comic and they were exec producers on the show right so they had a, a massive input and they were they were there right from the beginning mm-hmm. uh, the development of the show and then steve blackman who is the head showrunner of the show he is the kind of he's the one that the day-to-day the the genius of the show really the the way it's scoped out is down to him, you know, and, and overseen by those guys who, you know, had the, the comic book in, in mind and the stories of the comic book. Yeah. Uh, but Steve Blackman is, is amazing and he, yeah. he really deserves the credit for the show. Yeah. And one last question. So now, are you aware of the amazing graffiti street level PR that's going on, including one in Digbeth in Birmingham that you're not going to see tonight because you're in a hotel here? But it's absolutely no by a guy called Street uh, Jim Vision. He's a big graffiti artist. Oh yeah. And apparently, in, in a lot of cities around the world, you've got these absolutely huge, beautiful black and white piece of artwork from Umbrella Academy, and what? they're pretty magnificent. You've yeah, seen I've one, seen one right? in Shoreditch. Yeah. Yeah, I actually went. And I, I took a selfie in front of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Jim Vision's the guy behind it. Look up his artwork online. He's yeah. absolutely phenomenal. That's yeah. I didn't really know that it was like a thing. That's yeah. really cool. There's one cool. in Liverpool as well, right? Is that right? Yeah. yeah. It hasn't been robbed yet, though. It hasn't been yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Really? Wow. <laughs> did, did you go to the source material yourself as part of kind of your research for the comics? I think we all, we were encouraged to read it if we wanted to. There was zero pressure because I think Steve 
really wanted all of us to bring our own takes to the characters. But, you know, I absolutely wanted to know where we were coming from. So when I was, around the time that I was auditioning, I, I bought both of them and, and read them. Yeah, yeah. It was also the only thing we had, apart from the pilot script, mm-hmm. it was the only thing to draw from yeah. to kind of influence the character choices and stuff very early on. So I was, I mean, I was the first one to be cast, like, like, in I think it was like two or three months before someone else was cast so I had this kind of empty time of going I need to know more about the show I need to know more about the character and so I, <laughs> I kind of immersed myself in the comics you know because it was the only thing I could draw from at that point um, but they are they are a great influence and I, I think it was really important to sort of find what people fell in love with in the characters in the comic books and then try and bring those things mm-hmm. into the to the show during uh, the series, there's a, a really great part for me that I found really moving for you. And you're talking to Pogo, and you found out there was, sorry for spoilers, guys, but there was, there was no reason for you to be um. on the moon. Mm. And your response to that was so raw, so, so it was really pure. What do you do to prepare, to prepare yourself for such a heartbreaking scene? Um, or onions. Or onions. Um, yeah, there's just, a, there's just a pile of chopped onions. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the thing is with something like that, you have to really get inside the character's head. Yeah. You know, you have to think about what they what have been through. And for me, I was like, imagine you know being on your own for that long and thinking your whole life's purpose was for something that ended up being a lie, and it was just for nothing. Like for me, that it just had to organically happen, you know, and it had to be something that I just felt because if you force anything like that, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, you, the camera sees it all. So you have to feel it, it has to be raw. Um, and sometimes it's not easy, you know, sometimes you, you it, but that's when it's a testament to the writing and how clear these characters are on the page. Like I knew who Luther was, I knew what he'd been through. I, I felt like I was him at that point. So, like I say, you let it happen organically. You trust the the things that are going on inside your head, you know, as that character. The the comic books have a very particular style to the artwork. When you were sort of, you know, you said you had a few months to, to look at it. When you were looking at it, did it sort of cross your mind of how on earth were they going to get that mm. particular image <coughs> translated into a TV show? I never think yeah. Did yeah. I think the biggest one for us was Klaus. Mm. Like, I didn't know. I was like, how are they going to do that? That's going to be crazy. But I think that also was Steve was like, I love where this came from. And like the, the, you know, all of these characters have so much to offer and there's so much going on and their powers are so unique and different. But I think he also was like, but I also really want to ground it in reality and, and, and kind of make it more about the drama, about the family dynamics, about the psyche of these characters and not so much about, you know, Robert floating around the house and, mm-hmm. and you know, David he had to, he, he, swimming a bunch. Swimming around. Yeah. yeah. Breathing underwater. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he had to find a way of making the characters really relatable to everyday people. Mm-hmm. You know, I think if you just took it straight from the comics, it would feel so kind of out of this world yeah. that it's like, well, it's not really relatable. And that's what all of these characters are. They're all so different, but all very relatable in their own ways. They've all got very sort of earthy issues. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got all these issues that I'm sure a lot of people can relate to. Yeah. To say, this is like your third kind of big franchise that you've been part of now. Popular! Exactly, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to ask, is this, is this something you kind of get used to, or, or is it kind of mm. hard to fit in with that 
huge fan base of politics. And if you have to mentor Emmy through this, because it's quite a big thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, to answer the first part, I mean, I don't think you ever get used to it, no, because, and also you never really know when you're doing it, when you're making it, that mm. it's going to be that. So uh, this is the first Comic-Con thing that I've done since the show's been out. So this is my first kind of going, oh man, there's like a growing fan base here that's that's happened quickly. Yeah. So it has the potential to absolutely be another one of these kind of shows. Um, but no, you never really get used to it. You sort of just take it in your stride, I guess, and just meet every individual person as, as they come along. Um, as for Emmy, she doesn't need any. Oh, shut up. I'm here she, because of him. He was like, because <laughs> I knew because of Game of Thrones and Merlin and Black Sails that he'd been, he kind of was in the con world and had been doing them. And I feel like you did one while we were shooting or something. I can't remember. Uh, but I was like, what is that? He was like, I got you. What's the so I'm today, I'm here today because he introduced me to his, yeah. his agent. And um, I was like, I want to, I want to like be on the ground and like meet the, you know, the people that love this show and love Gerard's and 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 Gabriel's work and I like I just I, it's really really cool. It's so. also the only th- like because because you obviously come from a musical theatre background, mm. right? Give it a and, song. Exactly. No. <laughs> and and you get that immediate sort of fan response right, yeah. when you're there mm-hmm. in the moment, whereas TV and film you don't. So yeah. I always find that these things are a great way to see the reaction yeah. that you don't immediately get. Mm-hmm. So you get to see what people really think about it, which is, and it's really nice, you know. Yeah. What are your favourite moments from the season? Oh, oh man, there's a few. We always say the group scenes, right? Yeah. We always say that they're really the, fun. Any of the scene. scenes that we were all together, because there's so many of us, and all of our characters splintered off so many times, there was a lot of times where it would like just be Tom and I working for a week together, or Ellen and I working for a week together, or like all of us, everyone kind of doing their own thing. So when we got to come together like as a group and, and work on a scene together, those were usually some of the of best fun. days because we all just get on so well and really, really enjoy enjoy each other's company. Yeah. Um, and our characters <coughs> are so different, you know. So when we do yeah. those scenes, it's so fun to play with because we and we also got to know our characters and each other's characters quite quickly. Mm-hmm. So we kind of knew how to play with it, yeah. how to you know interact and ad-lib and, and do a bit of improvising and stuff. So. Yeah. No, it was that those moments are always great. I think my my favorite, I have like three of my favorite scenes are our dance, mm-hmm. are the Agreed. end of episode eight with Ellen and the gross, <laughs> and and then the t- the phone booth scene. Yeah, yeah. Like, which was the last. The phone booth scene was oh, the yeah. very last scene we shot on the show of the whole season. And it was like the 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 daylight was. It was a night shoot, and it was a, the daylight was coming up, so we were having to rush to get yeah. this phone booth. They scene kept done. putting like these flats up because yeah, like, like the sun. It was like six light. in the morning, and we were like supposed to be in the yeah. middle of the and night. We had to wrap that night. Yeah, so, that was um, the last scene that we shot for the whole season. Yeah. So that yeah, that was kind of special as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have to Oh. Any, any music season two? Any music I wish. It'll happen. Yeah. <laughs> From your mouth, my friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Call up Netflix. What's good? <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Yeah, yeah. So, announcing the winner of our X-Men bundle. So the winner is the Pete and Fran podcast at Pete Langhout on Twitter. Woo! So congratulations. Congratulations, guys. Thank you so much for entering. Please you enjoy d- your bundle. Yes, yes. Please DM us the contact info where you would like your package sending. 
So what are you mean what are we going to be giving away in this in, in this, this episode? episode? Yes. <laughs> we'll give away some uh, Toy Story uh, pops, I think. We haven't quite figured it out yet, but we'll, we'll go to our Twitter <laughs> and you'll yeah. see you'll see a tweet once this episode goes up or a day or two thereafter. Um and we'll, you know, we'll give you Toy Story themed pops. Mm. Away. Probably like Forky and Woody or something. Yeah. Maybe Duke Kaboom. If there is one. Yes, maybe Forky and Duke Kaboom. We'll see. Surprise. (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) Okay, so all you need to do to enter is go to our pinned tweets. Below that attached is the card that will be... Below that will be the tweets that you'll need to basically just follow us and retweet the tweet. And it's that simple, really. So that's all you need to do. That's all you need to do. Simple as... So this will be open for just over a week. So the episode will be going out on Tuesday the 25th and the entrance will be closing on Friday the 5th of July. Your breathtaking. No, your breathtaking. <laughs> <laughs> so Hawk Topic time. Hawk Topics. What are we going to be talking about in this week's Hawk Topic then? Oh, there's a bit of a only. So we asked you guys on Twitter. So we're going to be reviewing Toy Story 4. So we'd like to know your favourite Keanu Reeves moments. P.S. You're breathtaking. You're breathtaking. (laughs) So first up, we got I Am Jack's Musings at I Am Jack's Musings, who said, Despite his quartet of action icons, I can't help but come back to his dual performance in Bill and Ted's bogus journey, especially his evil Ted. It's wait for it. Excellent. <laughs> I can't do that very well, can I? I really yeah. need to watch those films. It's been so long. I enjoyed those films. Those they were so good. Times. They're doing another one, aren't they? I've yeah, heard. Yeah, 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 and they've already cast their like daughters. Have they? They have. Interesting. That's saw, kind like, of intriguing. Um, I saw them doing like a little shot, just the two main guys okay. chatting about it. It was really good. It's a great pick there. So next up, we've got Nurse Chatting at Nurse Chatting. He said, thanks, Hawks. You're pretty breathtaking yourselves. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Uh, Favourite Keanu Reeves moment for me is in The Matrix. When he turned to Agent Smith and stood his ground as he began to believe he was the one, that fight feels superbly built up and handled exceptionally well. I'm on board with that. Yeah, that's, I'm going with that. Yeah, Just I'm going to say, Chris, you can't not say The Matrix. It's, it's like your much, favourite film, fair, right? pretty much every moment with him in The Matrix, <laughs> yeah. to be fair. So. It's just The Matrix. All <laughs> just of The, the Matrix. Matrix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, so next up, we've got Jack and the Geekstalk at Jack Geekstalk, who also put a gif of The Matrix, but it was the... Um, the elevator seat, you know, yeah, yeah. The, the how lobby, you describe it? Lobby, that's the one. Sequence. Yes, uh, very iconic. A very, very. I mean, pretty much up there as best action it's sequence. Just the way, yeah, 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 possibly. Yeah. yeah, and the way they just go through the way they go through the uh, metal detectors and they just yeah. covered in guns. <laughs> yeah. It's just so bold. And there's just so much bullets everywhere, isn't there? And then when they do the spins and oh. And then when it stops, and then everything's just like rubble, just falling off the walls. (laughs) (laughs) Just great. So next up, we've got 20th Century Geek Pod at 20th Century Geek, who said, The moment I knew Keanu Reeves was a badass was when he slid under a moving bus. I know it's not really him, but speed is the best. I have not seen this film in years again. I really need to see this film. Yeah, I haven't seen it in ages. I mean, I have seen it. I've just got to clarify that, because I know people will probably be like... (gasps) outrage uh yes the bus and then it was a boat for number two right mm. i remember the boat being quite 
bad. Oh, yeah, it was like a cruise ship or something, wasn't it? Yeah, because didn't it just, it kept going and going through this town. And then right <laughs> at the last minute, it was like, okay, I'm going to stop now or something, <laughs> something crazy like that. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Good stuff. Yeah, I might have to watch that again, to be honest. Yes. So next up, we've got Earth 9 at Earth 9 DC. So there's so much to choose from, but I'll go for the most recent. Keanu playing Keanu Reeves in Always Be My Baby was f- beyond fantastic. It's been a while since we've seen him do comedy, and the whole part of that film with, with him was the definition of hilarity. Agreed. Yes. That, that was brilliant. It was, <laughs> it was so brilliant. It's just the way he was playing himself, but obviously not playing himself. No, because he's like he's known to be the nicest man in Hollywood, right? Something like that. Yeah, I saw a video of him uh, giving his seat to someone. Yeah, I saw that place. on the yeah. subway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah as you do. Um, yeah, and to see him play sort of an arsehole <laughs> was quite surprising, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah. It was just that scene where they were eating the meal and he um, he was listening to the thing he was about to eat yeah, yeah, and yeah. then he started crying to me. <laughs> <laughs> just fantastic. So next up we got Geico at Get Your Comic Con who said, got to be the Matrix for us. Yep. Yes, I think that's very... Guaranteed. Yeah. Guaranteed. <laughs> nice. It's got the bullet time. Yes. The bullet very time cool. was fantastic. I mean, that whole film is just... You can't... It's hard to pick a certain scene from it, isn't it, really? It's so iconic in so many ways, isn't yes. it? Yes. And if you're Cineworld, um, they are doing a 20th century... 20th century? 20th anniversary screening, which has been um, for... It's interesting because I just got deja vu when you said that. Oh, really? Have you said that before? I mean, downstairs, yeah. But you didn't make that mistake. That I'm I did not make <gasps> Did a cat go past? No, we shot her in the kitchen. <laughs> shot her in the kitchen now. It's been too much. Yeah. So... What, what I was trying to say, anyway, it's the 20th anniversary of The Matrix coming up in July, I believe. So they're basically Cineworld are replaying it in mm. cinemas. Do you think we'll go? Definitely. Think, yeah. yeah. I mean, 4K rendered or oh, remastered. That's the one. 4K remastered. Boom. Boom. Done. Okay. Next, Galaxy at Galaxy 42424244. The moment Duke Kaboom showed up on screen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was kind of a green. I mean, I feel like we need to get just a video of all the Duke Kaboom moments and yeah, put I'd them w- all I'd together. Do, I'd, I'd watch that in an instant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was just so funny. And he was like, oh, I can't do that. And then Bo Peep sort of sweet talked to him and he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> sort of pep thing. Yeah, pep talk, that's the one. <laughs> Just so, so pep funny. <laughs> Next up, we've got Glow Seas Movies at Glow Seas M who said 200 plus kill count of John Wick 3. Yes. Mm-hmm. I I think my dad started trying to count how many people <laughs> and then quickly gave up and was like, nope, <laughs> I cannot do this. I mean, yeah, John Wick 3. John Wick in, in general, just brilliant. Okay, so Chris, <laughs> what would you say is your top Keanu Reeves moment? Yeah, all the aforementioned uh, Matrix moments and all the other ones too. You're missing one that you actually very much enjoy. Constantine? Constantine, was great Constantine. Yeah, I love that film. Yeah, all, all the Keanu, <laughs> just I can't. Just I can't all even. of the Keanu all Reeves. The, except Matrix 2 and 3. But other Ooh. than that. Ooh, interesting. But that's not his fault. I don't blame Keanu for that. <laughs> I, for me, I think it's oh, it's a difficult one because obviously Matrix is fantastic, but I kind of think John Wick pips it a little bit. Is that Ooh, fair? Uh-oh. I don't know. <gasps> Ooh, they're both um, great. They're yeah, different. they are both okay. great. Yeah. I think it's so. the bit in John Wick 2 for me that really made me smile where, you know, he's, um, they've got a bounty out on his head and he, so many assassins try and kill him and he's like, 
really? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, and he's just really like, tired, and then he's like, oh, okay. Again, fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I really like that moment. Yeah. So thank you, everyone, once again for entering. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Really enjoy listening to your listening, reading your suggestions. Mm-hmm. Look out for the next one. Yes. And if you want to get involved, get in, get on our Twitter. Nicola <laughs> Nicola puts them up probably on the day of our <laughs> Normally, sorry. Episode. So if you're watching, <laughs> yeah. if you're following on Twitter, you might see it and, uh, you know, share your thoughts. And we will read it out on the episode. So thank you so much for listening, guys. Thank you. Really hope you enjoyed this episode, even though there were probably meows and rustling around. Sorry about that. Interruptions (laughs) and uh, possibly wheezing. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Apologies. Yes. So if you want to ever get involved in our Hulk topics or let us know that we are wrong or right with anything... Hmm, let us know how incorrect we are. Indeed. So how do they go about doing that then, Chris? Right, we're at, we have a Hulk pod on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. You can also find us on YouTube. We have a Hulk. And we have a blog. We have Hulk.co.uk, where you can see Licker's lovely reviews and writings, uh, amongst other news and uh, so forth. <laughs> so forth. Such, such uh, like. Yes. So what are we going to be talking about in the next episode then, Chris? It's going to be Spider-Man, isn't it, I think? Spider-Man. I'm so glad we heard that on one of the trailers. I was like, ah, the tune. The tune. <laughs> the tune is back. I write the fame tune, sing the fame tune. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yes, yeah, 2nd of July, Spider Man Far From Home is out in UK cinemas, and I can't be more excited. Read. Uh, yes, for me, Spider Man was one of the th- Spider Man and X Men, my jams, right? They're your jams. They're my jams. So Spider Man's grown on me since Tom Holland. That's good. Since Avengers, and also Jake Gyllenhaal, which is crazy. How did they get him into a Marvel <laughs> film? It sounds like it was the suit, judging yes, by... Yes, uh... that's true. <laughs> judging by Graham Norton. He was like, I didn't want to get out of the suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just wanted a cool suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mm. So yes, next time we'll be talking about Spider-Man Far From Home. And I think by then we would have watched Dark Season 2. So we could probably talk about that a little bit more. Jessica Jones sure. Season 3. Mm. Um, also, I think Stranger Things might be out by then. Ooh. So that is exciting. So Very exciting three. stuff, guys. Indeed. Check out our next episode. Make <laughs> yes. sure you click that subscribe button. Uh, whatever it is. <laughs> podcast like a YouTube video. Apps. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so once again, thank you so much for listening. If you're a new listener... Again, once again, sorry for the kitty cat meows. Yes, that's not a common occurrence, but it may no. be from now on. We'll <laughs> Indeed. Uh, but yeah, if you want to check any out, out, if you want to check out any more interviews, just go to Podomatic or iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast to find out more of our back catalogue. Yes, and we have a few of them on YouTube as well. We do. Yes. So, you know, if you just want the interviews. Yep, go and do that. And if you're a returning listener, well, thank you very, very much, and we love you from the bottom of our hearts. We appreciate you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay. You're breathtaking. You're breathtaking. <laughs> You're breathtaking. You're breathtaking. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> okay, so hope to see you next time. Bye. Bye.